honestly, what I'm thankful for is, um, you know, you know, for life, you know what I'm saying, be able to live every day. Um, and honestly, my job, you know, to keep money in my pocket and keep me moving. And um, honestly, my family, you know, and, you know, all the genuine people that actually love me, you know, um, that's what I'm very thankful for. What about you? So, I'm thankful for a lot. So, what? Um, you, you forgot to say me first. I know. So, what I am thankful for, <laughs> I'm thankful for you too. But, I'm thankful for just the ability to learn and grow. And all the growth that I've done over this last year. Taking a regular podcast, making it a visual podcast. Taking a regular hoodie line and making it more than just a hoodie, making it uh, just a whole movement and making it a whole wave. And I mean, that's what I'm really thankful for. I think one thing that showed me how much I grew was when we was on the phone and I was saying like, hey, I want to record, you know, at the Thanksgiving dinner, but I don't really want to take my my light. Right. So I got a studio light and it's one of the studio ring lights it's one of the really big ones and i was like yeah i don't want to take it because you know it's delicate i don't want anything to happen to it i don't you know i don't want it to fall or anything like that because if it breaks i'm not going to be able to purchase another one right now <laughs> so i was like I, I i leave it at home and you had made a comment i was like we could just use my phone and you had made a comment and you had said um something along the terms of, of what other people would say and my response to that, it came off, it came out of my mouth so fast that I didn't even get to think about what I was saying. But it was just how I felt because it came out raw. And at that moment, I knew that I grew over this last year. Because old me would have been like, yeah, I should take the ring, right? I should take the ring because I don't want a way to say something about my show or say how it's not professional or anything like that. But new me, this is what new me said. I don't give a damn what else think. First of all, <laughs> catch me five years from now and ask me how my show doing then. Will I still, would it still matter if I bring a light or anything like that, you know? Like, what they gonna say? Oh, she doing her show off of her iPhone X that has the amazing, amazing camera. I'm working towards my dream. Like, what can anybody say about me working towards my dream? Whether I'm doing it on an iPhone, a Nokia, or any device. Like, That's what it's for. You know? I mean, we paying the, the phone is $1,200. Right. What do you, what do you yeah. mean? I mean, yeah, but even without the... <laughs> what do you mean? Even without the price tag, it came out of my mouth so, so fast of just not caring what somebody else think. Because my show is my show. It's going to be bombed without a light. And it's gonna be bomb with a light. I mean, the light does definitely adds a a great look to it. But I don't need all that. I'm about to go chill with my family and eat. I don't wanna have to worry about my light. I wanna eat. I wanna worry about the plate that's about to be in front of me. So I mean, that showed me that I grew a lot in this last year because it it didn't really matter. It doesn't really matter what. Uh, I really don't feel like it matters what other people see like as in equipment wise just know that i'm putting in work sure. and just know that i got goals and know that i'm reaching them i mean of everything that i've done in this last one year has shown me how my five-year plan is gonna work and the way that it's working i might even hit it at three years so it's like 
I'm working hard for a purpose. And just, you know, my mindset of when that came out and how fast that came out of my mouth, it showed me that I've grown a lot because I used to care a lot about what other people think. So with this show, I wanted to show everyone how I interact with my family. And I wanted to ask a few people um, at our family events, what does family mean to you? What is the importance of family? Because I think sometimes we um, lose focus on what family really is. I know that I have plenty of times. So this time I wanted you guys just to see how we interact as a family on the holidays, when I go to my mom's side of the family, and then when I go to my dad's side of the family. So this first clip is me with my grandmother, but you couldn't really hear her because of the music was like super loud. So I'm going to have to get her another time and do another interview with her because she always has some wisdom to get to you. So enjoy the show. This is the current Grandmaster right here. How long does it take to be a Grandmaster? A lot of people don't get it. Is it? Like you. you gotta be voting. Oh, wow. Okay. Hey! So this is like family history, like what in itself. What did we just tell y'all? Uh, where is brother? Uh, what's his name? He was on the uh, Time Magazine. Where's his picture at? He took a dollar. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, good question. Tell me about your family. Like, what is family to you? Family important because it was installed through my grandfather. And I was taught, like all of us, you know what I'm saying? No matter what we do, we take care of our family. Right. You know, if anybody needs something from me and I got it, I'm gonna give it to you just because you're my family, because I love you. And I never wanna see anybody in my family, you know, need something and I got it and it's just sitting there. So I'm gonna take right. care of it. Right, I need 500, why not? I got you, cuz. <laughs> cash out. Cash out, cash out, king, I'll be like, cash out. But I love my family, you know what I'm saying? That's just me. I, I, I enjoy being with my family. And peace out, family. December 7th, we down here for my birthday. 4-5, yeah. baby. F-O-E. 4-5. They said I want to go see 18. 4-5. You know what I'm saying? 45. Your body, y'all better be here. I want y'all here. So it's going to be live. We're going to have fun. We're going to party. And we're going to have a good time. Family, you know what I'm saying? So I'll see y'all. Peace out. We are one. Family. Family is something that we don't choose. Right. Someone we like, someone we don't like, but we love them all. That's what you call family. In order to have a good family, you gotta keep it together. Like the man said, good shepherd, keep the flock close. I'm the shepherd. Right. <laughs> Mom, so family is really important to me. That guy there. He's one of my oldest cousins. What's wonderful about him is that he pulled the family together for Thanksgiving every time. So, my family are ride or die. And it's so exciting because somebody made up like some type of wording and said like they have everything in their family. We have everything in our family, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but I love them all. So, no matter what your family is like, love your family. Nobody can stop me from loving my family. So. So we have a sister cousin bond, right? And we have a group of cousins. We talk, 
just like in a chat every single day we do like events together and all hang out why is this important to you um, it's important to me because I have like a bond with everybody and then y'all can help me give me advice and, and like just different looks on things like different aspects you know, like, yeah I mean it's like getting comfortable with like you know people that's outside of your siblings mm -hmm. but having a, like best friends right you always talk like you know if you don't got friends if you don't have friends, you got cousins, because there's a lot of us. So it's like building that bond and being closer, like best friends, it's like, it helps you come out to your ship and do some things that you probably wouldn't do, but when your cousins, when your cousins egg you on, you be like, you know what? Okay. Some things I won't share with my sisters, but I'll share with y'all. Right. That's just that on that. Right. Okay. Okay. So, another cousin. Why is having a family together and why is the holiday so important to you? For love, family is like unity. It's the unity of love for strength, basically. Family is strength, really. It's the strength. Uh, so you want to be depressed, you know, depression and whatever you're going through. Once you see your family, the strength is just released of everything you want. It's like love everywhere. And I think they're like, we got a cousin chat. So we talk like almost every day or we at least keep in contact so we try to stay in tune so we'll know when somebody else needs uplifting like when do i need to do this for you when do you need to do this for me so we try to keep it bonded but that's the time y'all even know what the other person's going through in a text message and just one laugh or two laughs to change the whole mood so family is more like i said strength it is that's us I've been keeping up with it. I've been watching it. And, I mean, as 
a little child, she was kind of quiet, really quiet. And she just grew up and just blossomed everywhere. And I am so proud of you. And not to talk about your clothing line, the five. I'm, I'm very proud of you. And I'm, I'm proud of how you turned out and what you're doing. I just say keep your connections because you're your own child. Yeah. And a lot of your cousins grew up with more like sisters and brothers more so than uh, cousins. And you gotta keep that tight because we're not gonna be here forever. Our older generation won't be here forever, and it's important that we have somebody to carry on what we live. That's the Johnson family. Everybody came up over here. Right. So with my aunts and my uncles and, and my father and my, my brothers, we always got together. And one thing about this family was we didn't need uh, outsiders. We all would get together. And any new step I learned, I taught them. So we had a You know, it, we didn't have to be invited to each other's house. Speak out of turn. <laughs> Smart mouth. Sarcasm. 
<laughs> Jokes. <laughs> no, family is a unit. Yep, that's right. Knowing that the food won't be done until 2 o'clock in the morning, but you're still not going to leave. But we're going to drink until it's done. You that's know? Right. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's what family is. And if you're Alan, you're sitting here pissed off because you want to go upstairs. <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> he doesn't want to be here. Yeah. So a family is a lot of things. Everybody has their own explanation and their, only, their, their own reason of what they consider family. But our family is, if we can say it like that, is a blended family. I was about to say, well, that's what makes our family so special. We, we like blend. trail mix. Yeah, we like trail mix. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the raisin. I'm a pretzel. I don't want to be the raisin. I'm, I'm a Hershey. I'll be a raisin. I'm Amish. Actually, I want to be the M&M's. Raisins make you fry. Raisins make you fry. They're good for you, though, boo. <laughs> Everlasting. Well, she, she doesn't need raisins for that. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it without that. So, Family is uh, just a group of individuals that uh, have fun. And love each other and there's loyalty. Most loyalty. We have some that are conceited, (laughs) self-centered. Right? And then you have have that one that's sleepy, so I just want to get the hell out of here. (laughs) But no, seriously. um, Family... Uh, and I don't want to be all that passive talking about love and all that because, you know, that's, that goes without saying. But you have moments where there's disagreements. You have moments where they're like sibling rivals. I even have moments where there's problems between the children and the parent. And what makes it so unique and what makes family so powerful is the coming back together and understanding the intent and the reason. When we get into it, it's never with the intent to literally hurt somebody's feelings or to put someone down, even though it may sound like that, it seem like that, but it's a matter of just wanting the best. Me, as being the father, I want the best for my daughters, I want the best for my sons. So when I talk to them, based on their age and where they at in life, it may come across harsh, it may come across stern, because every father wants his daughter to be a princess. And, and you know, like, not a whore or a fox. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when I was young, I wanted a whore. Wow. <laughs> or a fox. But when I got older and I realized that's not good. Because you're making a thought and a whore at your door. <laughs> so I changed my ways. <laughs> and so now I have three daughters. And so it's like, I don't want any of them to be a whore. Or a thought. Or a trick. Or a victim. Hello. Hey. Well. Well. So, what do you think, Shay? (laughs) Is any of your siblings a thought, a whore, a tramp? (laughs) See, I'm the one that mind they being, so whatever they're doing got nothing to do with me. So, Jamaica, what is your take on this? You better get a check, sis. (laughs) Brandy, what would you say? And I'm going to look the other way because, again, ain't none of my business. Brandy, what would you say? Oh, okay. Well, Alan, what would you have to say about your sisters? Uh, yeah, either one of them. I feel like I love them. Do you really love them? Sometimes. Oh, oh. Okay. All right. So, that's, um, that's what family is. That's what 
her family is. You know what? I don't love you all the time no more then. <laughs> so just truthfully speaking, he hated him. Truthfully speaking about family, there's so many dimensions to it. True. And sometimes mm -hmm. we don't express our emotions and our feelings, and sometimes we do. And it's all about getting to know each other on different levels. Because, you know, when they were young teenagers, that was one mindset. And when they become young adults, or actually adults, that's a whole different mindset. So you have to learn how to parent over again. So I'm learning how to parent adults. Which is different from parenting teenagers. It's difficult to me. They're out of high school. And we have to treat them like an adult. Yeah. But it's hard to switch off that they're the kid, but they're an adult. I don't know if they try to be our parents, though. I noticed that. Well, y'all be acting tell up. Us, tell us no, what to do. Don't do that. And then at the same time, right. like, like, come I told on, cash out. Right. Exactly. I mean, we're going to skip the fact that they was just grounded, and they didn't like pay attention to they was just grounded. But I mean, that's true. So, yeah. They're mad. We just came off they're of the three-week uh, punishment. Because yeah. they're mad because do grocery shop. So this episode was important to show you that the realness of what a family is. Like, we're not perfect, but during holidays, this is how it is. We get together, we laugh, we dance, we drink, you know, we embrace each other, show each other that we love each other. Because sometimes we're not always there. Sometimes we have disagreements. But I was always taught by my parents and by their, my grandparents is that you have to stick with your family and love your family no matter what. Sometimes your family won't be related to you, which is all fine as well. Family is still family. Family is loyalty. That's your unit. That's your tribe. So I just wanted to point out the importance of family because I didn't know really the importance of family until this year. I'm starting to learn it. So as we go into this last episode, just know, ride with your family. So, now, so let's talk about your mom. Okay, so my mom got back in my life, you know, I got taken away from her when I was four, mm -hmm. and my dad came. He got custody of me and my brother, so my mom really didn't get getting back full into my life until I was probably around ten or eleven. Uh -huh. I was probably like in the fifth grade or something. So she came back, you know, almost as like a full time parent to help my dad. Right. A full time father. He had custody of his two younger children, and um. Basically, a couple of years after my mom being in my life, mm -hmm. she was there almost every day, you know, making sure I had what I needed. She got sick with cancer. Um, 2008 is when we found out she was diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. 2009, she passed away. But two weeks of um, my brother being released from jail, my mom really got gravely ill but I feel like she was holding on for my brother right. to come home. I didn't know how bad it affected my brother. He was 13 years older than me. Mm -hmm. My brother, you know, he came home. I was used to him being the strongest person. Right. Um, how was, so how old were you when my mom, you and your, yeah, when your mom passed? She was, I was 16. Okay. My mom was 15. Okay. Um, my brother, I don't think that he may have even, he wasn't even 30 yet, but he's 13 years older than me, so... He came home, you know, being released, you know, from jail, trying to adapt to his everyday living, and um, it just, the toll it took on him to see my mom in the condition, when my mom was used to being the, the leader in the family, uh, my mom was used to trying to take care of five kids, you know, by herself. Right. My brother, 
I didn't know, you know, I was used to being strong. My brother, he was, you know, in and out of juvenile and things like that. So he was kind of like the rebellious, you know, child. Right. But when he came home and seen my mom in the condition that she was in, he didn't take it too well. Um, I thought that he would have been able, you know, to look at my mom. He had two beautiful kids. Right. I thought that he would have been able to be strong and say, hey, well, I need to be here for my kids. Tomorrow is not promised. But it really broke my brother down to a point where it was almost no comeback for him. Um, my brother, he went into a deep depression. He was drinking every day. Um, he was never really a drinker. I knew that he, you know, may smoke marijuana from time to time. But my brother was drinking every day. Right. He, he was going to school. Um, he stopped going to school. He really wasn't active in his kid's life every day like he was. Um his whole world stopped. He wow. lost him. He lost himself, and we didn't notice the depression that he was going through because we all were suffering, you know, from dealing with the loss of my mom. Wow. We didn't band together as a family like we should have. Everybody just went their separate ways and was dealing with things, you know, in their own time instead of us being there for each other, being active, being strong. Mm -hmm know praying as the family should have or you know just bonding trying to make sure we're all healing we all went our separate ways my brother he was getting sick he was suffering um 2013 my brother at 30 31 suffered from three heart attacks wow. from drinking every day we didn't know it my sister called me like you better you know check on him he had three heart attacks and i'm like three heart attacks we went up to the hospital my brother was on life support sitting up there every day before work or after work checking on him um, just making sure that he was okay the nurses they were like you're so young you know like what happened I went in my brother's house we had to clean his house mm -hmm. it was liquor bottles everywhere Wow. liquor bottles everywhere it was just scary and for my niece me to see my young niece like I don't want to be in here like there's too much going on I want to go my brother you know we prayed stuff we're like we're gonna be okay he went right back out of that of him healing from his heart attacks went right back out into the streets wow. right back out into the streets it was tough you know but it was like how could i tell somebody older than me how they should live their life you know right. he's been living his life he's, this is all he know right um 2013 you know he bounced back seemed like he was himself, you know, his background, his friends and stuff. 2015, on my day off from work, I get a random phone call from my sister, like, you better get up to the hospital. And I'm like, what's wrong? She like, get up here. We can't find him. We don't know where he is. Uh, we've been looking for him. Crackhead said that she dropped him off at the hospital at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. We don't know where he at, but we're looking for him. He's considered a John Doe. Wow. Get up to the hospital, um, and we figure out that he's in the hospital because we had a security guard. Mm -hmm. He's like, I think I know exactly who y'all looking for. Mm -hmm. um, DMC Hospital had my brother wallet, his insurance cards, his credit cards y'all didn't have him registered in the hospital so we got there for my brother it was a little bit too late um my brother was on the last his liver was spelling everything was spelling 
um, they feel like they ran out of all of the options they could to like save his life. And it was just, it was like really extremely hurtful and things to, you know, to see, but it was like the liquor, depression, um, everybody take things differently as far right. as death and dealing with childhood, you know, issues, everybody take it differently. And the person, the strong person I thought he was, he was really just fragile from everything that he went through as well and he never really healed from it. You know, it's like all he had was my mom, but he never had his dad. And, you know, everybody in different chapters of life, we all grew up in different, you know, like eras or decades and things. Like he was born in the 80s and stuff. It's like everybody knew different chapters of my mom. Right. So it was like my oldest sister was from, she was born in the 70s. So I didn't look at how everything affected everybody differently. Right. And it was too late, you know, I, I wish I could go back and would have knew what my brother was going through and could have understood where he was coming from more, but we missed the signs of his depression. We missed the signs. We just thought, oh, he'll be all right, he'll be all right, and that was not it. That's usually how it goes. I mean, a lot of people look at people and be like, they strong, they can handle it, but it's like sometimes the strongest person need a, a handhold, they do. a hug or something, even with being strong, like... You know they go through problems too. They're just the best at hiding it. Oh yeah. So I mean, yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people go through. Like I honestly, I know a lot of strong people, and I don't necessarily know what they're going through because they're so strong. Yeah. But it's always about like you know now we can always say like now we just gotta check on people just to make sure yeah. like they straight. But that's crazy. Like it's deep. <laughs> it gets deep. I didn't know and it. It makes me go back, and there's certain questions I wish I could have asked my mom about her life. There's certain questions I could have, I wish I could have asked my brother, because at first I was just so mad at them. I didn't think about what they endured as children and why they were the way that they were. I didn't think about all of that until I got older, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I figured out mom's life story. I figured out my brother's life story. This is why they were the way that they were. You know. Right. And it's like, okay, my brother, when he was in jail, he was like, I wish y'all would have wrote his letters. We would write them, but not as often as he needed to. But we also, I wish you wouldn't get in trouble so much. I wish you would be home, you know, with us, being the leader as the big brother. But we just didn't know his history, his past, or my mom, you know, her history and her past. And my parents growing up two different households, two different separate type of families. I didn't, you know, getting the best of both worlds, understanding where both of them came from. Right. See, I mean, it's, and it's crazy because it's like, it's such a big transition, especially to get out of jail and then to come back in to the world and be like, all right, I got to adapt and, you know, understand everything that's going oh, on. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. And then to deal with death, like, death in Two itself. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Like, it's a tough pill to really swaddle. And it's like, what are the signs of what should we be checking for? Like, even though we know now that tears is just not it, like, what exactly yeah. should we be checking on? Should we, how should we approach a person if we don't mm -hmm. know? Like, what questions do you really ask a person that has went through something? Like, sometimes when it's, like, somebody close to me that they lose somebody or something like that, I still ask, like, I, I don't want to say the wrong thing and I don't want to tip oh, you yeah. on stuff, but I want you to know that, like, you know, I'm here for you. And stuff like that but it's like how do you 
what do you really say? Like some people, you know, yeah. people get offended by certain things that you say, you know, during that period of time. Because I know I used to get offended a okay. lot when people be like, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, it's, but it's not okay right now. I don't oh, want to yeah. talk about the future. Like I want to talk about right now. It's not okay mm-hmm. right now. I'm not feeling okay. Like I don't feel like being around people. I don't feel like doing anything. And it's like, yeah. it's, I know one of the signs. I know only because I went through, you know, my grandmother's death and everything, and not wanting to do anything, not wanting oh, yeah. to be around anyone. Mm-hmm. That was a real big sign that I knew I I had to pay attention to now. But it's like. When you have someone that's older than you, like a, a older brother, sister, cousin, or anybody, mm-hmm. it's like you expect them because they've been here longer than you to be stronger, or you you expect yeah. them to let you know, like, hey, I need somebody to be there. Yeah. When it's not necessarily a case, it's not like an age thing when it comes mm-hmm. to dealing with something and everybody don't know how to express things, no matter how old they are. Like when you experience, especially something traumatic as that, it's hard to say, hey, I. I just need a hug. Yeah. That's it. And my brother, he was so used to having to be tough. He didn't know, you know, how to say it to us. But he was like, you better call me or something. I was like, okay, I'll call you. But then I was like, I was looking at the environment he was in, you know, the environment of the guns, the selling drugs and stuff. And I'm like, I don't right. really want to be around that every day. You know? Yeah. And it was like, all right, I'll call you and check on you. But, you know, call and check on me too. Right. And I looked and I was looking at one of the last pictures we took with him. We didn't even know he was sick. He's now we look back at the family picture. Mm. My brother's eyes were bloodshot, red, yellow. His stomach, you know, from him just drinking alcohol every day and having the um, ulcers and things of that nature. His stomach was bloated. And I looked, and I just looked at my family and said, "We, we didn't even. We missed all the signs. It was right there in our face. He needed a hug. He needed help. But we was, you know, still suffering from." The effects of losing our mom and stuff too. We was just wrapped up in ourselves. We wasn't even thinking. Instead of everybody going their separate ways, we need to call each other. We need to hug each other. We need to pray with each other. We need to be there. Right. All went our separate ways, which is the wrong thing to do when you're separate from the No, that's definitely what usually like happens a lot. Is people be like, all right, I'm gonna go over here to my spot, you know, and it's just that. You know, the closer the family is, the better. 